Hello, Charlie Charlie One. This is Granite Zero. Good evening, troops. You're back for another instalment this week on Granite Zero. Back in the shed, drinking a nice Johnny Walker and lemonade while I record this podcast. It's been a very um, difficult and strange week for myself. You know, I started off quite happy, um, and I'll get to that in a minute. But I took a really, really dark turn on uh, Thursday. Like, I went as low as can be. And, you know, I've had about two or three days now uh, where I was unconsolable, really. Like, really low, really down, didn't want to talk to anyone pushing people away that I cared about the most and it really was not a good not a good couple of days and I mean that to the full extent I basically did exactly what I've been preaching about not to do you know I started to bottle up once again and in the same turn while I was bottling up um I then started to push away the people that were were closest to me, you know. Um, at one point, uh, Kate thought I was going to leave. Um, I had to leave the house and go for a walk just to clear my head and try and sort myself out. It was it was a really tricky and down, horrible time. Yesterday, I was either in the van or in the uh, work van in tears or I was fighting back the tears it didn't matter what was said or what I did or anything like that I thought I wasn't good enough as a as a man I didn't think I was good enough as a partner I didn't think I was good enough as a father you know I thought I was being a terrible um role model for the kids I thought I was I was just just nothing and I was empty and I was so dark so down that I was petrifying Kate she was she was petrified that I was going to leave the the family I was going to like end the marriage and everything it was excuse me it was a really tough hard time and you know today it's like a complete 180 and i started to realize and remember everything you know i had a lovely phone call with my mum um kate has been constantly um reminding me of my worth to the family you know my mum was telling me how she's there for me when I need her, if I ever need her, um, you know. And I've got to remember that I've got a fantastic, you know, support structure around me. Because that's what I've got, you know. 
for some reason I feel embarrassed still to talk to my close friends about about this sort of stuff. And I, I preach and I preach and I preach about opening up and talking about things. And, it, and I know full well how hard it is to do that, you know. And I have people around me now that understand that I need that little kick up the ass, you know. You don't need to pussyfoot around me. You don't need to always be, you know, loving and caring about it. Sometimes I need that kick up the ass to go, right, snap yourself out of it. Wind your neck in. This is what we need to do. You know, obviously now and then it's nice to have that shoulder to to just cry on and, and talk. And but sometimes you do need that kick up the ass. You know, it's um, it's been a, a huge turning point for me today, especially. You know, like I said, the last two three days I've been a shell of myself. You know, I I come on leaps and bounds through the podcast, leaps and bounds through the podcast. You know. I was finally getting to that good place where I can have people there that are always there to talk to. And they understood that I wasn't mentally, <coughs> pardon me, mentally uh, in, the, in the right mindset. I thought I was on the mend. And then all of a sudden, it's like, boom, take some of that. How about you get down on your knees? How about you go and sit in the sit in the car and just be on your own and just you know cry for hours it's hard work it's draining and just not just physically draining it's mentally draining as well I'd get home and I'd just be flat out fell asleep watching um Britain's got talent with the girls I think Sophia was giving me a nice cuddle and Next thing I know, it's time for the Jonathan Ross show. It's like, oh, that was a good evening, wasn't it? Wasted that one. But it's been difficult. It's been hard. But I know that I've got the network of people around me that do care for me. And I've got to just remember that in those sort of times. It's hard when you get clouded like like you do. It's really difficult to express your thoughts and your feelings. It really, truly is. And those of you that suffer from the same sorts of depression and anxiety and PTSD and whatever you want to call it, you know how hard it is when you get swarmed into it to snap out of it. Sometimes you just need a third party that's not here you know to listen to your problems whether it's a friend whether it's a therapist or whatever but there's always someone there that isn't immediate to you so isn't right next door isn't down the road isn't living in your house with you isn't this isn't that there's always somebody whether it's somewhat just someone on twitter the samaritans someone on instagram someone in another country 
sometimes there's that person that you need to just fucking e-purge and just dump all your problems on. You know? It, it, it helps. Trust me. It helps. Um, but it also helps to try and find something that you've missed. Something that you've lost like for for example myself i've this last few days i lost what it meant to be sean you know um i've always been tomo i've always been you know the guy that does the podcast i've always been this i've always been that somewhere along the line i've sort of lost myself as a man and I need to start doing things for myself and start to, you know, broaden my outlook again. You know, it's all well and good being dad. It's all well and good being the husband. But sometimes you've got to be you at the end of the day. It's always nice to do things as a family. It's always nice to do things as a couple. But there's always, you need that little bit of time to reflect on yourself and do something for yourself. Now, I've always been quite an active person, quite physical. Um, it helps. If I, if I had a stressful day, I'd get, go to the gym. I would smash the gym out. I'd uh, do some boxing. I'd do this and that. And I've, I've been sort of missing it and getting home and not doing the gym on my days off, things like that. And it certainly has affected me. You know, I've been saying that I've been going to the gym, um, I've been doing this, I've been doing that, and I had. And then last couple of weeks I sort of stopped because I had uh, a lot of different things going on. And it really makes a difference when you've got, a stress level you've got a depression you've got any sort of anxiety problems anything like that just to completely tire yourself out through exercise breaking your body to fix the mind as I call it you then develop those uh, positive endorphins that really truly bring your mood back up you suffer for an hour 45 minutes half an hour you suffer but there's always redemption at the end of it where you go oh i fucking enjoyed that i needed that i needed that release of aggression it could be um you know if it's boxing you go and smash the heavy bag for 20 minutes and tell me you don't feel fucking brilliant after that. And what I did on Tuesday was basically relive my youth. I said I was going to do it, and I did it. Now, when I was 12, or maybe even before that, maybe 9, 10, my, um, my dad used to take me to the Tupsley Chargers basketball. And that's where I developed a love 
for a sport that is semi big over here it's not as big as the US and and some other countries in Europe but it's a, it's quite a big known sport and basketball has always been a love of my life and I haven't been playing or I haven't played since about 7 years or so um and I was looking for a little shoot around maybe a team to sort of semi uh, play with something like that, and I, I discovered a, a little shoot around. It's part of the Maidstone Warriors. <coughs> Tommy, Maidstone Warriors uh, team down here in Kent, and I didn't really feel up to joining the the main squad yet because you know I haven't played for so long. And me being me, I was like, ah, I'll just jump straight back into it, won't I? I'll, I'll get straight back into it. I will pick up a ball and it's like, I never lost it. That was my fucking thinking at the beginning. You know? Um, But, with everything in life, if you don't use it, you sort of lose it. And if you don't practice it and you don't maintain a sort of level, you become rusty and it's safe to say... You're not as good as you remember you being. <laughs> I mean, back when I was uh, 15, 16, uh, even 14, I was scouted to play for a couple of like junior National League sides. Um, when I was coming out of uh, Bishop's School in Hereford, I was offered a, a basketball sort of programme uh, to go to Worcester College to play basketball that was stopped uh, by my dad he was like no your brother fucked up his chance at Worcester you're not doing the same so I went to Hereford sixth form uh, coming out of Hereford um, sixth form I was offered um, a part scholarship to go to Gloucester University to be part of the Gloucester basketball program but no this call sign wanted to um, go to the Air Force, so playing basketball at university was never going to happen. Um, just before I left to go to um, the Air Force, I played a uh, couple of games for the Illingsworth Tigers in Gloucester and uh, trained a, a few times for the um, Gloucester Giants. How ironic is that for someone who's five foot six playing for the Gloucester Giants? Um, but unfortunately, that um, sort of fizzled out, and then I joined the Air Force. And the station team at the time was non-existent. The squadron didn't have many people that wanted to play. Now, unfortunately, I wish I had uh, stuck to it and actually, um, like, made a team or tried out for other things and, and carried it on. Because you know, I loved the sport. I really did. You know, when I was uh, school, college, there wasn't a time where me and my uh, good buddy Chris didn't have a ball in our hand. We'd make up plays, we'd make up training sessions, we'd play and we'd play and we'd play. And there's a reason why you get that sort of bond on the court that will never, that will never go. And I'm sure Chris would even agree, we were, we were pretty decent players, you know. 
We played in the Gloucester Men's League when we were 16, up until we were about 18, I think. Um, we got some beatings during some of those games, especially against the Gloucester Police. Um, but it was all good fun, you know. Anyway, so fast forward now, you know, 16 years later. <laughs> Fucking crazy. I'm uh, turning up to this shoot around, this scrimmage. And uh, I haven't got any basketball uh, sneakers yet. So I've decided I'm just going to wear my gym stuff, my gym trainers. That's a fucking stupid idea, that was. Uh, basically, I tore my feet to pieces where I got two giant blisters on the bottom of my feet from where I was turning and, and, and what have you. And all, <laughs> what else happened was... Uh, my head, in my head, I was still that sixteen-year-old that could do everything with the ball. So I got the ball in the hands. Of course, I did. You know, in my head, sixteen years old, still cocky, still thinking he's good at it, and I'm trying to pull these moves out of my ass that I used to do when I was fucking sixteen. My mind's doing it. My soul is in it to it. I think I'm going to do it, but my body is like, nah. So I'm going to do this crossover, and it was like, in slow motion, I swear. It's like, I'm dribbling. I'm dribbling, and I'm going to cross you now, mate. And it's coming! And still. It's like, Jesus Christ. <coughs> and I sprinted like, we were doing back to back to back games i've never been so tired never been so tired it was knackering and i mean absolutely knackering i couldn't shoot for shit every shot i think i had i think i had a couple of decent shots that like sort of trickled in which was nice i was like oh yeah still got it but then you brick after brick after brick and it was like oh but you know what even though i was hanging out even though I was no longer the big fish. I fucking loved it. I absolutely loved it. And as they say in America, you know, basketball is for life. And it's and it's true. I fucking loved it. I loved every second of playing it. You know, I came home with a massive smile on my face. And uh, what I didn't know was the next couple of days I was down and out. <laughs> Oh, I can laugh about it now, but yeah, I I absolutely loved it, and I'm going back on Tuesday. You know, I've got some uh, sneakers on the way, thanks to the old man. The old man was like, "Here you go, you have them, son." Happy days. So back to training. That can't wait. You know, I really can't wait. And going back to um, you know, breaking breaking down the body to fix the mind. You know, I would really like some more input and uh what have you, for anybody that wants to try out the fitness challenge with me and Clarky, Me and Clarky need to talk to talk about it a bit more, you know. But it's something that I want to do now, even more so. The fact that I'm still getting these down days, I need something that's going to take my focus and help me uh, smash through it. And I think that's going to be one of the things. So if you've got any input, you want to get involved, you want to help, help me out, you want me to... Um, you know, get some sponsors on it or what have you, then that's what we're going to do.
<clears throat> now, usually around this sort of stage, I go into my current events, uh, my sports news, fight news, all that sort of stuff. <clears throat> I've got a few topics I am going to talk about. Um, however, uh, I didn't really do much research uh, this week due to the the period that I had where I was so down and I, I couldn't even focus at work, let alone, uh, or even at home to even let alone get involved in looking at these different topics. I know there's so many topics to talk about, um, but on during the, I'll probably do one during the week uh, just so I can catch up on some of the events that I've missed and so that you guys can have an update on my own um sort of well-being and and what have you uh but at the end of the day um there are some topics that i am going to talk about and one of them i've been getting on uh on twitter and the reason why i'm going to pick this one out is because of my down day that i've had or down days that i've had and because it, it really gets to me still and that's that uh 22 um kill challenge now the stat for the 22 veterans that die every day pardon me is a is a u.s statistic now i think the uk is the 23 this year maybe 24 now um there's a lot of people jumping on the bandwagon and i've seen them about I've seen loads of different statuses about it. Um, one of them caught my eye. I can't remember who the handle was, but it was like, stop giving out false information. The stats need to be clear. This 22 uh, veterans is basically a load of shit. Now, that's not the point of the challenge. It's not about the statistic. It's about raising awareness for veteran communities to to discuss um, the problems that they've got inside. Now, if you're going to ridicule those stats, uh, the cause that it's built for, then you're doing more damage than good, I'm afraid. Now, in my opinion, any number higher than zero is too many for suicides. Too many. So whether it's 22 a day or 22 a year, anything higher than zero is too fucking many. Now, for someone like myself who's been really down, I'm not suicidal by any means, but I've been down to a dark place. So you have to be in a fucking serious, down, depressed, dark, dark, dark place to take your own life. And you go on social media and you see people saying oh it doesn't matter it's it's just a statistic you know you you don't want to read that and then think yeah i'm going to be that next statistic you know that's the problem we've got is the fact that all these statistics and numbers are coming out fuck the number it's too many anything more than zero is too many to have gone too many and it's it's it really gets on my fucking tits that these pricks are finding a problem with a number and a statistic rather than what the actual solution is to stop these guys 
from taking their own lives. Whether it's the Samaritans, whether it's combat stress, whether it's their friend down the road, just to call in, check in. Because the thing is, you could be as happy and as jolly and strong in person. It's when they're on their own and got nowhere to turn. That's when it's at their worst, you know? And it's a struggle to comprehend why people are picking picking faults in this number. It really is, and it really gets me down. Really gets me down in the dumps. Um, I don't want to rant too much on that sort of thing because, you know, I've ranted enough about suicide numbers and things like that and it's again anything more than zero is too many in my opinion i'm sure the veteran community will understand that as well i'd like to think (coughs) excuse me um just a little bit of sports news really um pretty much to to top it off to finish off while i'm sipping on my uh johnny walker and lemonade Mm, treat yourself um, a race for the top four in the Premier League. Is it me or does it seem like no team really wants it? You've got the Gooners that have lost to Palace, Wolves and now Leicester. You've got United that are on a fucking strange, strange time. I'll get to them in a second. You've got Chelsea that didn't really show up at Old Trafford today. They were lucky because De Gea made a mistake. And you got Spurs that are lost as well. You know, between the top th- from three to six is all. It's all still to play for with two games left. It's mad, it really is mad. <coughs> but I'm going to talk a bit about United because obviously I'm a United fan. I know this is where everybody switches off and it's like whatever, Tomo, you're boring. But they're in a rut, a fucking rut, and it's rotten in there. You know, you've got these players that didn't want to play for Mourinho, who was a top, top manager for the last 20 years. Sure. My opinion, the wrong manager for the for the job, but that's by the by. These players basically didn't play for him, got him sacked. They played for the first 10 games, plus uh, the, the, the game against Paris Saint-Germain. Out of their skin, scoring goals for fun, doing this, doing that. And now it's like... Oh, we've got nothing to play for. Should we bother? Oh, I've got my contracts up, so... Nah, let's just chin it off. That's what it seems like. Fuck the fans. Fuck the manager. Need to get rid of some of the dead wood. And there's players that I think are brilliant that are coming out of contract. And these players, I think, should be starting week in, week out. Juan Mata, an absolute magician. Today, he was brilliant. Um, today, watching United, especially in the first half, was like watching the old Man United. They were zipping passes, doing nice little flicks, chasing on defenders, bloody running hard, running fast, putting in tackles. Uh, speaking of tackles, Andre, Ander Herrera, love him. Actually wants to play for the shirt, you know. But his contract's up. There's talk of Lukaku and Pogba going to like Juventus and Paris Saint-Germain, De Gea, who's having a bit of a torrid time, but happens, you know. It's just fucking weird that a team so dominant 
is now like on its way out. You know, it's a bit like Liverpool through the uh, 70s and 80s. So dominant. And then, like, now 30 years without winning a title. It's just crazy. <sighs> and other sports news, you know, um, my beloved Philadelphia 76ers knocked out the uh, Brooklyn Jets get through to the the semis of the uh, Eastern Conference Finals. You know, beat them uh, quite convincingly in the end. Uh, they've now lost the first game against the Raptors, which is a bit of a shame. But I can, I can, st- I can still see them uh, crawling it back and, and really uh, making a good series out of it. You know, they've got some decent players in there. They've got some good team players. I, I, I trust in the process, you know. Um, I haven't seen the Sixers play this well since Iverson was playing back in 2001. Um, but it's good to see. It's good to see. You know, it'll be nice to see another team other than the Cleveland Cavs and the Golden State Warriors to actually uh, lift the trophy because it's seemed to be between those two for the past few years. Um but yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good finals. I think. I think the Eastern Eastern Conference is very very strong, and well, the West is pretty strong as well. Every team obviously now is is at the strongest because it's the last few in the uh, in the running. It's good. Uh, a little bit of combat news. Um, Rory McDonald went split decision with John Fitch in Bellator. Uh, when a majority draw, sorry, not split decision. Um, and Roy McDonald sort of made a strange sort of statement at the end. He's like, "Now I'm getting older. I don't want to inflict the same sort of pain on another uh, on another man as I did before." And it was like, "Wow," because he was a straight up killer, man. He was like a like an assassin in there. Uh, and he took that beating from Gegard Mousasi at middleweight, and it's like it sort of affected him. But we'll see, we'll see. He progresses on uh, to the next round of the uh, mid, uh, welterweight tournament. It's gonna, it's gonna be a, be a tricky one, you know. Bellator is on its way up, you know. It's still way behind the UFC, but there's some decent fighters in there, you know. There's some really good fighters, so. If you haven't already, catch catch up on Bellator. It's, it's decent. It's decent. The same with one championship. Now they've got some good uh, good fighters. Very mainly um, Asian dominated, but it's a very very good fight league. Some decent fights in the UFC. I did miss them. I saw some of the highlights. Um, Mike Perry's fight, that sort of thing. But nothing really tickling me ball bag this weekend. Jack the Tank Shaw. Uh, Defended his title in uh, Cage Warriors, so a big shout out to the, to the tank, you know, uh, doing it for the butties. You know, I I can see the UFC calling soon. He's eleven and zero, very very dominant within Cage Warriors. So why not give him the chance? Give him the chance. You know, he's a fucking brilliant young fighter. His jiu-jitsu is second to none. You know, he's got good hands. Don't see why not. Get him in there. Get him against the the top echelon of fighters. Get him in, get him in there. Get him amongst it. Get him amongst it. Um, I think that's going to conclude, you know, my um, 
our podcast for this evening. You know, it, it's a bit, bit of a quick one. Um, sat in a shed on my own, talking to myself for 30 minutes about this and that, you know. It's nice to be able to discuss, you know, that I I have been low and I'm not just a, a preacher about positivity and things like that because even when I know what to do, I know that I've got to surround myself with uh, positive people and take the best out of each situation and, and try and build on my own well-being even with all that. You know, I'm a happy, smiley person normally. I might not look it at times. I'm like a grumpy, uh, <laughs> grumpy bastard from Hereford. But, you know, I still am my, myself with it, with my sarcasm, my, like, dry sort of sense of humour. But that had all gone. But it's on its way back. It's on its way back. So as I close off uh, this episode of uh, Granite Zero, which is the 12th, you know, looking out of the shed windows, out into my nice view of the fields behind my house, it's, it's been really nice to um, actually talk, to, well, especially now without, you know, yesterday, if I tried to do the podcast yesterday, I would have just been in floods of tears. And... With the support of, of, of close friends and family, my wife, you know, it's been a journey back to being me again, or on the way back. I'm not going to say I'm fully back, because I still don't f- fully feel myself, but I do feel as though I've turned a corner from, especially from these past three days, definitely turned a corner, um, you know, I think it was Thursday, I tried uh, reading just a book, she was reading Harry Potter, and I, I was trying to read the uh, the page that she, the beginning of the chapter, and I couldn't focus, I couldn't read, it was like my heart was going fucking a million miles an hour, and I couldn't focus, you know, I don't know what happened. Um, I took uh, a couple of sprays of my CBD oil, which calmed me down until that night, and then I went really, really low. Um, But I'm not one to dwell on what's happened, because, you know, the past is history, you know. and I don't want to dwell on what's what's happened. I want to build on today and I want to be better for tomorrow. Um, it's just difficult, you know. But again, there's little things that, that lift you up, you know. There's a photo, a quote, anything like that. Um, I had... Uh, a video sent to me today of of Sophia doing basically her version of stand-up comedy and it was brilliant. You know, five years old, she's got almost perfect comedy timing. Her singing, though, is disgusting. But it's little things like that that help perk you up throughout the day. And what I'm trying to get at is seize those moments and keep hold of them. 
because you'll never know when you're going to need them. You could be really down and out, but then you go, oh, do you remember when Sophia was doing stand-up comedy? Oh, yeah, watch the video, make you laugh. Do you remember, do you remember this photo? And then it floods back all these happy, positive memories. And that's what you need to do. You know, I can now speak from experience from being in a shit, disgusting, dark place to now on my way out and I'm finding myself again. And it's, it's a nice feeling, you know, once you've been down, low, shit, dark, pushing everybody away that's close to you, to then coming home and just smiling and remembering who you are and what you mean to people and who you got around you. So I just wanted to get that across. You know, I didn't want to keep it dark and down and for everybody to think that I'm just sad because I'm not. I'm on my way. I'm on my way back up and it's going to be a journey. And that's what the whole point of this podcast is, is to to keep on my journey and to basically keep this audio journal alive. And yeah, to those of you that are new listeners, hello. And I hope you enjoyed that one. Uh, they're not always dark and down and talking about depression and things. Um, but that's just how I've been feeling this week. Um, and yeah, so, uh, for those of you that are regular listeners, I like to shout out, um, uh, veteran causes and veteran, uh, owned businesses and things like that. For example, yeah, go out and read the book Broken by War by Anthony Locke. One of the best books I've read, very powerful, um, keeps you uh keeps everything into perspective and you know he's he's got some brilliant words on some page about turn is another brilliant book um give that a read as well um obviously combat fuel um which is a powerful uh supplement company do decent proteins creatine all that sort of thing i'm going to give them a shout out i'm not expecting sponsorship or anything like that i'm quite a small uh podcast out of my shed so they're probably good whatever mate you've got like however many listens this podcast does this but you know i'm going to give them a shout out anyway because a lot of you guys are veterans a lot of you are a servicemen that sort of thing so go and check out combat fuel they um yeah, specialise in sports supplements and apparently they're pretty good. They do decent um, discounts as well and a lot, a good percentage of their money uh, goes to Help for Heroes as well, which is a decent charity, as we all know. And 50 Cal Coffee. Veteran-owned, veteran-run, fucking outstanding coffee. It makes you want to wake up and kick ISIS in the balls. That's what it does. 
So get yourself some uh, 50 cal coffee, get it down you. It's really nice. All you need is a nice cafetiere, cost you four quid from the range. Go and get one of them, smash in four scoops of this 50 cal coffee, squeeze it down, plunder it, give yourself a good four or five cups worth of decent British sexy coffee, you know. Get it down, yeah. It's brilliant. Anyway, that's uh, that's enough of me talking. Uh, I'm feeling pumped. I'm feeling happy. Uh, t- tomorrow is another day. So let's try and uh, maintain this happy outlook on everything, yeah? So thank you very much for listening. As I say in the regiment, per arduo, yeah? Through adversity. It's been nice talking to you. I'm Tomo and I'm out. Hello, Charlie Charlie One. This is Granite Zero. Out. <laughs>